it's if it's a bad day or an uninspired day, then it's then it's time to put it down and go do something else fun. Uh, watch a movie or go for a walk or you know go for a drive or go out to eat or something like that. Welcome to Peak Pyrography, the wood burning podcast, where we discuss artistry and process with creators in the wood burning and pyrography community. I'm your host, Justine Fetty. I was introduced to wood burning in 2020, and I haven't put down my burner since. If you've been enjoying the, the podcast, make sure to like, subscribe, you know, do all the things that helps to support me, helps the podcast to grow, or share it with your friends and tell them what you're enjoying about it. I, I would really appreciate any kind of support you can give me in that way. Um, and if you've got any ideas or you want to hear from a guest or you've got questions for specific guests, reach out to me, DM me on Instagram, uh, leave it down in the comments, whatever here on YouTube, whatever I'd love to hear from you. And every week I've been giving you a creative spark to help with your creativity if you're feeling down and low or you're just kind of in a rut. This week, the word is circus from Bo Barnes on Instagram. Share your design based on this word using the hashtag peak pyro spark and i can't wait to see what you create with it if you've got other ideas again reach out to me dms i love to hear from you anytime you've got anything to share i'd love to hear from it now for today's episode today's guest is joe greening and he is a filmmaker so that's a little bit different than our usual pyrographer and our usual um, wood-burning artist, but I asked him to come on the podcast because I think there's something really fascinating and really special about learning about the creativity and the process that other creatives have and figuring out how we can apply that to our art. Um, I've known Joe for a, a while now. He's worked with my husband for a couple of years, and it was just so much fun to sit down and geek out with him about creativity and what he likes to do. Joe's been working on a project called, a short film called I Want You, and I got to sit in on an early screening of an early draft a couple weeks ago, and that was really fun. It will hopefully be releasing in the next couple of months, at the latest, maybe next year. But I hope you really enjoy this episode. Let me know what your favorite takeaways are in the comments. Hi, Joe. Welcome to Peak Pyrography. Thanks, Justine. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have you on, especially because you're a creative with a, a visual creative with a different kind of creativity or a different kind of medium than our usual wood burning medium. I am not a pyrographer. <laughs> is that how it, is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. 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 You're good. Um, no, but you are a filmmaker. Yes. And you've been doing that for a while now. You could say that, yeah. You could say you could go all the way back to second grade if you wanted, but I oh, guess that wasn't professional. I mean, the creative journey starts right away, right? Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So second grade, what were you doing? Well, my my family just got a brand new video camera. So Is this camcorder? Like yeah, oh yeah, it was a camcorder, yeah. And um, so I would talk to my buddy Joey, and I was like, hey, we need to make a movie. And I got a graveyard that's three <laughs> blocks away from my house. Let's make Ghosts in the Graveyard the movie. And it was me, him, and my dad filmed it, and my little sister was the ghost. And she was in kindergarten, so she forgot her lines almost every single shot. We, she, like, there's so many shots of her just like shrugging her shoulders when the camera gets to her and we have to cut and then tell her the lines, and then you can see it rolls again. There's no editing. It's just one straight <laughs> one straight story. And you still have that and oh, yeah. reference yep. back to it yep. regularly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, in, it's on my reel. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So was that... You were the, the the writer for that, the 
I would say that maybe <laughs> th there wasn't really much writing. It was kind of us just like playing make believe with a video camera in front of us. But yeah, I was I was acting in it and coming up with the story with my buddy Joey and yeah. And so then from second grade, from Ghost in the Graveyard, where did it go and grow? Uh, well, I just kept making movies with my friends over the summers and like it kind of just became more of a hobby and then it was more of a passion. And I went to the high school I went to like partially because they actually offered video production classes. Uh, not a lot, but it, like more than the school in my town uh, would have offered. Uh, and then pretty early on, I knew I wanted to go to like college for it and pursue it professionally. So I just kept growing from there, like a passion to something that I looked at seriously as a career. And continuing to come up with your ideas and come up with to write the stories that you were making films for. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I did a lot of writing. Yeah, like more in high school and stuff. And then in college, I kind of shifted to more of like a cinematography. Okay, kind so what's of, the difference oh, between? Yes. Um, uh, so like directing would be writing and directing, you're writing the story and then directing the actors. You're kind of the, the I guess you could call it like the boss on set, uh, but you're mostly working with the actors and then you have a crew that's doing all the lighting and uh, filming and, and cinematography, which is uh, basically the cinematographer is in charge of everything that you see on camera. So the lighting, the, the, the um, composition of the image and, and where things are placed on screen. So without sounding too, I, I'm not trying to put the, say this the wrong way, but it's more of the background or the, the visuals than the what's happening. Yes, yes. And it, it, but it, it, it kind of can get interfused together because sure. the, the pre-production process is super collaborative between the cinematographer and the director. The director has a vision, the cinematographer has a style, and usually you can collaborate in a really cool way that, that blends those both together. Yeah. So I'm assuming that means you're building some good community with people as you're hopefully on, on each project. Definitely, definitely. I have a really close-knit group of friends that are filmmakers that were always on each other's sets and shooting stuff for each other. Uh, you know, sometimes somebody's directing, somebody's, sometimes somebody's shooting, and we're all just helping out on each other's sets. And it's a really cool cycle of, uh, a cycle of inspiration, if you'd, if you'd call it that. Sure, because yeah. you get to see what they're doing, yeah. and then you're like, oh, you did that. Yeah. Cool. I could do something like that, or I, I have an idea too. You guys can help me out on my set, and it just keeps going. It's really awesome. That That is fun, and it, I mean, we talk about all the time how important the community is to supporting each other's creative journeys. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you you were, you high school, and then you went to college, mm -hmm. and were focused more on cinematography. Yeah. It's been a couple of years since college, so what are you working on these days? Kind of how has that journey morphed since then? Yeah, I've had a couple of different jobs since college. Um, doing some commercial videography and wedding videography and learning a lot of like how to work with light. It was so cool uh, working in the wedding industry because I got to work with so many different photographers and videographers that used natural light in such a cool, unique way that I'd never really played with before. So because I learned you'd a lot. Always, in, in school and stuff, you had always been focused on you know, the yeah, yeah, the studio lighting and everything like that. And there, there was stuff where we were doing outside lighting, but just working with people that see it in a like a slightly different way. Sure. Uh, especially with photography, photographers look at lighting and natural light, especially in such a unique and different way uh, than I had been used to. So, um, yeah, I learned a lot through that job, and then uh, moved down to Colorado Springs. So I went to school up in Moorhead, Minnesota, and then that first job was in Bismarck, North Dakota. Moved down to Colorado to be closer to some family. Um, 
and then uh, eventually got a job working at a production company down in here. So uh, that's my full time job is you know commercials and documentary and that kind of that kind of work right and now. And then on the side, you do your own projects. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I, I do some freelance that's stuff. Amazing. Yeah, it's 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 like the the stuff to pay the bills is still stuff that I'm super passionate about, which is which is really fun. And then yeah, all the passion projects happen kind of in an extracurricular kind of way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so with those passion projects, you're those some of those like you have a project coming out sometime here that you just recently filmed. Yes. And that was one so like I've been doing a lot of cinematography since school and this was my first kind of big jump back towards writing and directing, which is something I hadn't done in a really long time. And it was really really fun to get back into those shoes and work with actors again. So what does that process look like to get into that, those shoes, the writer director mm-hmm. mindset? And it's more of like just coming up with the story because usually as a cinematographer, a director of photography, one in the same, uh, you you get approached by a director, you're collaborating with a director that has a story written, and maybe they've got some cast members already, and they just want you to approach it from a visual standpoint. But when you're writing and directing, you're starting at level zero. And you're coming up with the story and writing the script and then casting the actors and um, finding out, finding locations, finding your own cinematographer and, and kind of going from there. Yeah. And, and where do those ideas come from when you're writing? Uh, for me, I particularly, uh, I tend to write a lot of horror. So, okay. that, so that's it's scary, spooky stuff that I, I like to write. I don't know write. that I could watch any of your stuff then. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That, a lot of my family members feel the same way. They're like, when are you going to make something fun and happy? I'm like, well... Those were the wedding videos. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, right. Hopefully you weren't exactly. making horror wedding videos. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've watched horror since college. When really? I dressed up my boyfriend and made him jump out of the closet right before we watched the uh-huh. the horror videos. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then we were all spooked to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's a very specific type of thrill, right? Like when you're watching a horror movie, it's it's like a you get that, like you're on a roller coaster kind of, and but then it's sometimes a little bit spookier after the fact when you're all alone and you're thinking about things. So. <laughs> and do you, you don't get spooked out by your own, like, Not my own thoughts. Not usually. <laughs> sometimes. It's usually stuff that, like, feels real. Like, I'm looking at, like, an article or something, like, some old, like, folklore or um, uh, what's the word for it? Like, the... Um, like where you look in the mirror and say Bloody Mary three times and then, oh, sure. and then like she'll appear in the mirror. Stories. Yeah, exactly. Those stuff, like th- that would really freak me out, like especially in high school. I feel pretty desensitized <laughs> to it now. Like in the moment I can get my adrenaline up and get scared of things, but usually, usually I'm pretty good at falling asleep at night. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, so I Want You is the project you're working on right now. Yes, and that's the Where title. did that one specifically come from? Uh, that one was, so I've always, I, when I was in school, uh, I never, I always tried to write stuff that I was like a fan of, like when I was still writing and directing, uh, in film school, uh, like I'm a huge fan of the Twilight Zone. So I basically did a rip off of the Twilight (laughs) Zone and just kind of tried to come up with my own, like kind of unique story, but it's pretty much the same. Uh, and so I really wanted to approach this one of writing something that I hadn't really seen before and something that I was familiar with. So... The idea kind of was that I work at a video uh, stu- or a film studio, uh, so we have access to this huge, cool stage and like a green room and everything like that. And uh, I I make movies, so uh, I I tried to write you know the story of someone that was in that industry. 
Sure. Yeah. So it's a write, it's a, write what you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, about an actor that's at a certain place in his career, but wishes that he was way higher up in level. He's doing like motion capture for a terrible movie, <laughs> and uh, he meets the most famous actress in the world. And she invites him over to her place. I'm trying to avoid spoilers, but yeah, and, yeah. then, um, uh, and and he has no idea why. But it, it's kind of that, that that struggle of they're both they both want something from each other, but neither of them really understands what that is. Uh, and it's it's everyone I think in the industry of of filmmaking especially can relate to like you can feel like you're doing something really cool and really awesome, but there's also a million other people that are doing something really awesome too. And there's always that next level up. Right. Not quite I mean, there. we talk about that all the time, like the comparison bug and when that sneaks mm-hmm. in and you're like, oh, but also what I'm doing is pretty cool. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's kind of recognizing that. And that was, that was kind of the inspiration for it of that, of, uh, feeling like you're in one position and wanting to kind of climb the ladder and what would you do to climb that ladder? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and seeing someone else in a different position who wants what you have. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we talked a little bit about where the idea came from and, and your process then was you, you wrote this, but come having an idea and writing it, that sounds really simple. And I'm sure that it's a little <laughs> bit more than that. Yeah. I think it's, so I also have this problem where every once in a while I'll be like, I'm going to write something. I haven't written anything in a long time, but I'll just try it. And I get about five pages in. And then I get in this cycle of rereading it, and I'm like, oh, that's not quite right. That's not really how I wanted it. I don't. I want to say something different, and I and I never finish it. Sure. So with this one, I started the the script like like months and months before ever finishing it, but I started with the ending. Okay. And I, I started with like the the last half of the of the script and w- worked my way to the ending, and then. Once I had the ending, showed it to the guy I wanted to be the lead, and he was interested in it, and he was like, well, it's, it, it needs to be flushed out, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a whole beginning thing that I want to add to it. So then once I had some interest and the ending, it was a lot easier for me to go back to the beginning and start and go towards the middle. That's a g- interesting way to do it. Was <laughs> yeah. it easier to do it that way? For me, yes. I think that uh, the problem was I've had ideas in the past where it's a really cool idea, but... I don't know really. I'm not, I, I think that the writer Stephen King can just like, he's famous for being able to sit down and like, I don't know how this story is going to end. And he just starts writing it and it, it'll be like a roller coaster for him, just like the reader and he'll finish it. Uh, but I don't think that many people can do that. Uh, I think it was a good lesson to like always have, from now on, I'll always have an outline of how I want the beginning, middle and end to be because I haven't really had that before. But this one, I had the ending already, so it was easier and I'll probably do that from now on. Yeah. So did you have any like classes or courses or anything that w- helped you with your writing, writing style, or is that all self-learned? Uh, that's all self-learned. The, there were, I think, a few like script writing cl- I I'll take that back. I had one script writing class, but it was online and it was not really like super engaged. <laughs> so, um, and there was just, there was like minimal amounts of feedback in that class. Uh, I also probably didn't take it as seriously as like I I could have gotten more out of it. Well, than, because at that, that time you were going to be a cinematographer and not a writer. Right, so. exactly. It was still a, a fun thing to like get some ideas out, but yeah, I was I wasn't uh, putting as much effort into it as I should have been to could to have really been. could have been. Yes, uh, so not particular. Most of the stuff that I'm learning now, it's the hardest part I think right now for me is writing dialogue because it's it's really hard to write something and make it 
feel natural for yes. people to yes, speak out is. loud. Yes, yes. Um, so I feel that every time I read off the teleprompter. <laughs> right, exactly. You're reading yep. it and you're like, oh, this, this, a human wouldn't sound this way, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but that one, um, it was, for this script, I mean, I sent it to a lot of really talented writer friends that I have and they were excellent about giving feedback about the dialogue in specific. Uh, so that was super didn't helpful. Tear you apart too hard. No, um, actually, one uh, one of my friends, uh, Lyndon Stave, he actually is getting a co-writer credit because he had so much feedback, especially in the dialogue, uh, that just elevated the the whole story. I thought so. I thought he deserved to have that co-writing credit. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, and you're in a community. Uh, filmmaking is a community that do, is very good about giving credit to. Yeah. And acknowledging mm -hmm. each other. I think so, yeah. And I always stay for the credits. Yeah. Just to, just to point out and be like, I don't know you, but nice job, you know? <laughs> I, I see your name scrolling <laughs> yeah, exactly. There. And it's so cool because, yeah, it is the most collaborative art form, I think. You, you can sit there and you're watching five minutes of names roll by for this 90-minute show that you just saw yeah. on the screen. It's, it's pretty incredible and really, really cool. And for yours, it's going to be 10 minutes. It's still going to be a minute of credits, <laughs> right, right? Exactly, exactly. There's several, you know, there's tens of people that worked on it you know like at least 30 yeah uh, and and more in the in just the thanks for you know providing a vehicle or a location or something sure. like that so that's all part of the collaboration as well yeah community i mean you can't community over competition and mm -hmm. just community in general you can't really beat that yeah well that's what's so cool about this podcast is getting all these voices together that you know it's such a big community but they're as far as i know not really a huge like pyrography podcast out there right nope this, yeah. when I started it I could not find I found one other one that had one episode mm -hmm. so you know we're we're here a couple 15 20 episodes in yeah and yeah it's it's a lot of fun to create this for mm -hmm. sure and and getting that community together, and right? bringing yeah. the community mm -hmm. together and giving people a place to share their stories mm -hmm. and to hear their stories and yeah it's it, it's all about the community exactly yeah and we just have the facility here to make it happen right right yeah, yeah. that's awesome um so you some of your stuff you you write yourself and some mm -hmm. of your stuff you're you're doing with other people mm -hmm. um what is kind of your how do you decide which which ones to do oh that's a good question i think that um like when i'm asked by someone usually uh, at this point it's it's like a friend it's 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 pretty Few and far between at this point, it's starting to be a little bit more people that I don't really know reaching out. Um, like, hey, Joe, I love your work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, most of the time, you know, I've worked with, you know, uh, Steve Warkel, uh, Nick Beaver, uh, Derek Bauer. Uh, like, we're, we're all buddies, and we've, we've worked on each other's sets over and over and again. And, like, sure. I'll pretty much shoot anything for those guys. So, um, and then, you know, there's, there's also incredible, uh, talented people that I'm meeting. I've done a project with a filmmaker named Simeon Gregory that, uh, we filmed a couple of years ago up in Washington state. And that was just kind of that, that situation where he was looking for a cinematographer. I was looking for some work and we connected and made a really cool project together. Um, I think, uh, it's it's mostly about the story and if if the if if i'm it's not my story and i didn't write it, it it would be about like the connection to it if it if they seem like they're really committed you know it's more about the the passion of it there, there's some people that they don't really know what they're doing um or they they have this idea but don't not really sure how to get there and stuff like that so i think it's more about like the 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 wanting to do it and having the drive to actually get it done 
and then having a cool story on top of it is like the, the icing on top. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That that's fun. Yeah. It's a good mm-hmm. way to do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, when you're creating stuff, when you're writing or when you're cinematography, mm-hmm. doing the cinematography, I'm guessing when you're doing the cinematography, there's not a whole lot in the background, but if you're writing or if you're kind of working solo on something, what's mm-hmm. happening in the background for you? Uh, like, like in the background, is there music playing? Is there mm, yes. a candle lit? Is yes. there <laughs> <laughs> the mood has to be right? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. but no, but seriously, that, that is a part of it. I, for this last project, I want you, um, I, it, it was very, I, I kind of, I read this book, uh, that was about this movie star that it goes through like the entirety of her life. And like, she's not necessarily a good guy, but she's not really a bad guy either. She's got like all these motivations. It was really cool, but it was set in like old Hollywood, which was really cool. Um, and that was kind of the inspiration for this character that the main character meets. That's this super famous movie oh. star. Um, and she's kind of have this like timeless kind of thing where she's in all these period pieces and everything like that. Uh, so I definitely had a specific genre of music playing. Like it was really like classical or like, um, uh, like fifties, sixties style music that was always on in the background when I was writing this. Cause I wanted to have that kind of old timey, like old Hollywood feel, even though the first scene is this guy doing mas- motion capture on a soundstage. <laughs> sure. It's kind of the, the meshing of those two worlds. Just another way to kind of bring those two different, like very distinct, different type of people and clash them yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. So music, yes. Candlelight, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, when you're writing the ending of your horror films, I assume it's in a dark room with just your computer screen lit up. Uh, usually, it, it it can be, but most of the time, it's like the idea is in a dark room, or like in the shower, or like driving home on a rainy day or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's terrifying and terrible. I can't wait to write that down, and then I could write it down anywhere. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you s- scribble down in a note on your phone, or mm-hmm. do you keep a notebook with you to? Scribble down ideas? Not really. My my partner Kendall is my notebook. I just like I, I just like, hey, I had this really cool idea. You want to hear it? And she's like, is it scary? I'm like, yeah. She's like you. She doesn't like the horror movies, but I get one a year that I get to watch with her. So I have to pick it very very choice precision. That's, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you slowly opening up the catalog. Yes yes one at a time one <laughs> one per year. One and a that's year. I think all I'll get. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll take it. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then Joe does filmmaking. Well, we kind of talked about this. Mm-hmm. You said that it keeps you busy most of the time cause you're doing it for your nine to f- nine to five. Although I assume filmmaking is not actually nine to five and then on the side as well. <laughs> it's the, it's the weirdest nine to five I've ever had because sometimes <laughs> it's three thirty to 8 PM or like three thirty AM to 8 PM or something like that. It just depends on the project, but it's awesome. I love it. When you work that kind of long hours, do you then get like the next day off? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's like back to the edit room or something like that. Like we have a deadline, we have to hit it, and sure, it's uh, it's it's all fun though. I mean, I I, I love it, and I I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, but but yeah, I think that so like, I I don't know if I, I may be assuming your question, but that like sometimes I'll come home after a long day and I'll sit down and start writing or editing and. It's a little tough to like balance that with with work and like personal life and stuff like that. Sometimes maybe it's at a at a fault. Yeah. Um, but most of the time it's just fun to like yeah, sit I, down and do a passion project. And are you able to? It, it does that feel like self care for you, or what are you able to do for self to take care of yourself and self care mm-hmm. 
in and around working full time in the studio and full time and yeah. and doing more filmmaking on the side does that feel like self care for you it definitely does it's like a it's kind of a, a like a revitalizing every once in a while a project comes along that just kind of rejuvenates the love um like you'll be just doing a million car commercials like a like somebody on a green screen that's that's pushing their their big deals at their lot and you do that for weeks on end <laughs> and then a, like like a friend will come up and be like hey i want to do this thing that's black and white and four three aspect ratio and and really dark and moody and you're like that's cool i would love to do that and that kind of like reinvigorates um so that's definitely a part of the self-care on top of that we have a dog and a cat that we love to go on adventures with and um, dogs don't really let you have a don't let you get too stuck in your work exactly right <laughs> Yeah, she'll like be pawing at the door and want to go out, and we we take uh, we take her on adventures, and we're in uh, such a beautiful state, and we're exploring as much as we yeah. can. So, living yeah. your best Colorado life. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, well, Joe, let's take a real quick break here, and we'll be back in a moment. And we're back. No, that's your. Yeah. Point. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back now with Joe Greening, filmmaker. Mm -hmm. um, Joe, real quick, where can people find you on the internet? I think I'm most active on my Instagram, which is just Joe underscore Greening, I believe. And and no weird spelling on Joe and Greening. Nope, just green like the color, I-N-G. <laughs> um, and... Um, my website too. It needs a revamp, but JoeGreening.com is also. And you've got a couple of your previous uh, films or short film pieces up there to watch. Yeah, yeah. There, some of those projects are up there in full. And then Instagram is more just snippets and, and fun stuff. But that's that's the thing Lots I'm of most... behind the scenes. Exactly. A lot of behind the scenes and then still frames and stuff. But that's the one where I'm most active is yeah, Instagram. Where do you end up when you make a project? Where does it end up? Does it is it streaming on Netflix? Is it... Where Some, does it go? Sometimes they just go right to YouTube because it's more of just like a fun project just to like get the... like get the juices going or something like that or if it's if it's like a proof of concept just something that we can show to potential investors or something like that if we have like this is a short film that we could make into a feature film and this is like the general idea sometimes it's just up on youtube a lot of times there's a, an initial like we try to or i personally try to put projects into film festivals which is sure. always a it, it can or it can't i mean it's kind of like juried shows or yeah uh, mm -hmm. other events mm -hmm. You got to put it up to be judged and before it can be judged. Exactly. Exactly. And it's a good way for it to like, especially, especially with horror. I, that one uh, that I shot with uh, that filmmaker, Simeon Gregory in, in, in Washington, um, he uh, wrote, it was his first film that he'd written. Um, and it got into like all of the super awesome horror genre festivals across the nation. And then it got picked up by uh, Screenbox. And then it's like sure. a, it's like a, it's in an anthology thing that's, that's streaming through, it's called Bloody Bites or, or something like that. And it's, it's cool. Amazing. It's got distribution and it's a short film, which doesn't usually happen. Uh, and then one that I shot that Steve Warkel directed, Hair Trigger, that one was one that we shot in 2019. And, and that was more of a feature length. So that was, like that was the feature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and that one, we, we got into a few film festivals and because it's a feature, it's a little bit more appealing for distributors to kind of come after. So we had a few inquiries and we went with one that uh, is trying to get it out there and sold right now. But right now they've, they've personally put it up on like uh, YouTube and uh, to rent and uh, Amazon Prime, 
to rent and, cool. and, and all those kind of uh, like online distributors and they're, they're still shopping it out there trying to get it picked up by uh, some other streaming service or something like that. But it's to answer the question in a really long form that it, it can go in any direction depending on the project. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you will use any means of sharing it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, it's most of the time it's a really fun uh, and personal project that I would love to get people to see. And that's the kind of the joy of it is for, for sure. people to see it and enjoy it hopefully as much as I do. Right. And mm -hmm. then if you can make some money that, doesn't hurt that does not hurt no yeah <laughs> yes for sure mm -hmm. uh, i i completely understand that and i think that's where a lot of wood burners start we start with making something for friends mm -hmm. and family and then someone says oh you should put it on etsy is this for sale and uh, you know things grow from there is that like the number one place that that wood burning kind of like people are shopping for wood burning artwork you, you do find a lot of people shopping on etsy but mm -hmm. it's the nice thing about Etsy is they bring the audience. Sure. So they, if they, somebody's just looking for something handcrafted. It, yeah, yeah. They they go to et, most uh -huh. people go to Etsy first. Right. The hard thing about Etsy is that they charge for every single listing. It's like thirty cents a listing or something. Oh, gotcha. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I I I don't have an an Etsy, but yeah, you'll have, and their fees seem to be going up just as often as everybody else's mm -hmm. fees are going up. So. Yeah. Um, maybe I have outdated information too. Right, right. Um, so are a lot of wood burners like trying to find other means other than web, uh, Etsy to to yeah, sell I mean, their artwork? Oftentimes people are trying to like get, you know, you want your website to be your hub mm. where people go. Yeah. And so people, if you can, people will go there. But, right. um, you know, it's hard to you build your audience and then to get your audience to decide that it's worth it to spend their money on your um, converting your audience. You know, each of those steps, you can have an audience and then you can convert, what, 10%, maybe right. mm -hmm. 1%, what, whatever the numbers are. Right. And I'm, I'm sure it's hard to be a household name. It's hard, hard to be a household name in any type of field, uh, let alone wood burning, sure. I'm sure, right? So yeah. your personal website might be a little harder to get traffic. Right, which yeah. is why uh, you'll see a lot of people on Instagram or on Etsy. And then, sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let's let's go back to you a little bit more. What are good days and what are bad days looking like for you as a creator? Mm, good question. Uh, <clears throat> I think uh, good days uh, have a lot of inspiration and a lot of variety. And bad days are, are just fine. They're like, um, you know, if, if there's not, if, if, you're, if you're on a job and you're filming or gripping or, or you're just doing lighting or something like that, you need to just do it. Whether or not it's a good day or a bad day, <laughs> you're there to do the job and you, you better get inspired or it's going to look like everybody else's project. Sure. Um, and when it comes more to like writing or, or editing or something like that, uh, if it's if it's a bad day or an uninspired day, then it's then it's time to put it down and go do something else fun. Uh, watch a movie or go for a walk or you know go for a drive or go out to eat or something take, like that. Yeah, take a break. Yeah, mm -hmm. give your tools a rest. And, exactly. And your tools can be your brain, your hands, your yeah, exactly <laughs> everything exactly. else. So that that I, I don't think that I would ever write something if I was not if I was having like a bad writing day or something like that I it's it's pretty easy for me to just put that down and yeah, wait you, for you the don't inspiration need to force to, it. yeah but that's why it's good to have an ending because then <laughs> if I put it down and I'm not feeling inspired I might never be inspired again so sure yeah yeah 
Do you have a bunch of endings sitting on the shelf? I don't actually. <laughs> that's the hardest part for me is endings. So I actually have one uh, kind of full length feature that I'm writing right now. And I made sure to do a full outline with the ending before <laughs> I even started on page one. So sure. Yeah. yeah. So just one as of right now. Just one, one right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see that one. That's also Maybe, scary. Probably you probably won't. <laughs> I might, for you, I might okay. watch that. Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, how much of your time, like, what's your breakdown of time kind of look like? Do you spend 90% of your time in creating in some form? How much time do you spend on social media, marketing, uh, finding inspiration, mm-hmm. not doing creative things? Yeah. I but... mean, I mean, you can get inspiration from your non... But... <laughs> I get what you're saying. Uh, it's hard to, and because of that, it's hard to put an actual like percentage number on it. Well, and we but, don't have to do math. So. Right, exactly. Um, I think that uh, multiple times a day, uh, if I'm not at work doing doing work that's that's in that's involved with that whole process, um, I'm either thinking about a project or or trying to come up with a new angle of something I'm writing or working on or editing or trying to learn a new skill, whether that's um, editing or coloring, uh, with, with the way that you edit or something like that. Uh, so it's, I would say it's every day. Um, but there's always time for, you know, hanging out with loved ones and, and going and relaxing and, 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 and doing all the other stuff that life has to offer. It's, it's, uh, but it, it it is pretty, it's, it's definitely a passion. There's a reason that I've, I've been thinking about it since second grade and just kept growing the, the, the want to do it. So, um, it's it's a pretty consistent feeling of uh, feeling inspired and, and wanting to create and, and stuff like that and, and share it. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Well, Joe, it's time to play our favorite game here on Peak Pyrography. And I didn't that... bring my running shorts, but I'm ready for the game. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's it, not, you don't have to move. Okay, good. Um, that's a deserted island. We're going to okay. put you on, on a deserted island mm-hmm. as a writer director filmmaker mm-hmm. um and and we're gonna limit what you have with you okay so you get to take one writing program software mm-hmm. uh one way to write okay um like one camera one lens and then one other item for filmmaking that's exciting this is all you get to take and you're gonna make your movie with it okay do i get actors sure okay okay that doesn't count right that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't count as your extra. Okay, okay, gotcha. You're not, you're not by yourself, but it's a sure, relatively it's like the, the deserted. Tools, the tools, yes. gotcha. Um, well, when it comes to writing, uh, I've really so I, I'm I'm like I said, like I've I've been kind of out of the game of the writing and directing. So I've really only used one program, and that's I've loved it. It's called Arc Studio. Uh, that you can make outlines, you can you can work on as many projects as you want, and kind of come and uh, you, there's there's a bunch of different tools for for the whole. It's not just a script writing software. You can craft the whole story. Uh, so I really like that one, but that's the only one I've used. So sure. that would be my writing software. Um, although there's a lot to be said for the Notepad and and, and, and pen. pen. Yeah, exactly. Um, for a camera, I am really partial to Red uh, brand cinema cameras. Um, the one that I use at work a lot is the red V Raptor, which is just, you know, a really big cinema camera that shoots in 6k and it shoots raw, uh, raw video files. So it's, it's got a lot of power behind it. 
Uh, and I've always loved Red's color science. That's like my favorite thing about it is when you're coloring uh, the images, it's always beautiful and it's not that hard to make it look beautiful when it comes to the coloring. Um, for lenses, you know, I'd, I, I would have to probably say a 35 millimeter lens would be my absolute favorite. I've uh, heard good things about that kind yeah, of lens. Yeah, everyone loves the 50, the nifty 50, but I, I like a little bit wider um, and I think it's a little bit more versatile. Um, so I'd probably say that. And then, oh gosh, just one other, one other thing, one to other go, thing. To your, go to the graveyard and shoot with your best okay, friend. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, you know, if we're on a desert Island, we're probably shooting outdoors. So I will do a little bit of a cheat and do <laughs> the, like one of those five in one, um, foldable reflector things because you can reflect light with it. You can diffuse light with it. You can block light with it. You can do a lot with just that little, little tiny tool. Perfect. So that'd probably be what I would use. Perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and after we put, after we play Deserted Island, I like to have a moment here where mm -hmm. we do some shout outs and some community building. And mm -hmm. Who are three accounts that you think everybody should be following because you'll get something out of them and it doesn't have to obviously be wood burners because, mm -hmm. but, but who, who, who does, who would any creative benefit from yeah. learning something from? Peak pyrography. <laughs> um, Peak pyro podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's a tough one. I think for me, uh, I'll just go with like my personal yeah, inspirations please. and stuff like that. And as someone who is really, really into the horror genre and everything like that, I feel inspired every single time I see a Mike Flanagan production. And he's a filmmaker that uh, he's, he's he does horror, but he's done like movies and shows. And he always um, crafts a story in a way that it involves like really in-depth and elaborate characters uh, and then puts them in really traumatic situations. But it's it's less so about, I mean, the horror, it, 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 make the, it makes the horror stronger, in my opinion, when you've got characters that you're so invested in. And sure. um, there's, there's like so much drama and, and heart in his stories. Every single one that I've watched uh, has that same kind of theme throughout. So I feel super inspired when I see his work. Uh, and then someone that I, I'm going like for the big shots. So <laughs> just get ready. But uh, like, uh, I think um, someone that's inspired Mike Flanagan is Stephen King, who is uh, like a world renowned horror writer. And I've recently inherited a bunch of my dad's paperbacks from like the eighties. Well, the, the old dog-eared copies. Exactly. That are, mm -hmm. You know, have been well loved. Yeah, oh yes. They're like falling apart and dirty. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool to read those original paperbacks, like with the, with the, the cool artwork on the cover and everything like that. But also another um, writer storyteller that uh, does that same thing, which I find really interesting and super compelling where you're, you're following more of the character. You're, you're less concerned about the boogeyman. You're more concerned about how these really, really believable characters are responding to the boogeyman, uh, which I think is like the most compelling part of storytelling. Absolutely. The other one I'd probably just say like a, like a general of like, I, I, feel inspired like with every single one of my friends uh, like accounts I, like i said i have a lot of filmmaker friends that are that are posting things and we've kind of got this big circle of inspiration where somebody will create something and put something out there and 
it's really awesome to like you can get inspired like from like somebody's photograph or somebody's poem or somebody's you know song that they wrote the inspiration's out there so yeah. go find those people and... exactly so i just i would say like your friends i guess is <laughs> like if i was going to answer the question like how you asked it but yeah that's the sneaky way i mean do you want to do you want to shout out any of them specifically yeah of course i mean like Derek bauer nick beaver uh linden staves Stephen warkel simon gregory um i feel so bad because i'm and, gonna leave people out I, I know and that's the hardest part about this question every mm. time i ask it i'm yeah. it's never intended that you're leaving somebody out yeah. it's never the idea that you know uh there are so many different people out there mm. and it's just for me and for people for listeners it's really cool to hear who's inspiring you in this moment and that doesn't mean that someone's not going to come around tomorrow and mm. it'd be a, who you're like oh can i change my answer now? yeah exactly mm. it, it, there's no offense intended here and none taken definitely not definitely not and i every time i ask the question i feel bad yeah. for making you choose <laughs> <laughs> yeah well great um and then what's creatively what is one tip or trick that you use often that you think other people can use mm. i think that uh, a lot of filmmakers um would probably benefit to know especially ones that are just starting out um to use what's at your disposal is kind of like i and think the the biggest thing yeah i mean if it's if it's just your camcorder or Right. The best tools are the ones you have with you. Exactly. And I think that like, especially in film school, like myself and other friends and other classmates, we'd, we'd want to make the, the next Christopher Nolan movie. And you can't really do that when you're a poor, broke college student. You, you can't, you don't have the budget, you don't have the equipment or the people. Um, and a lot of times those projects that we're shooting for like beyond the moon fell a little bit short because it's just stuff that you can't complete on a shooting budget. So I think the, the, the best advice that I ever got was like, shoot with what you have and use what's at your disposal. Like for that movie that I just shot, I work at a film production studio. So I utilized the, 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 the giant white psych wall that we have They're in the like green you, room. You can use this from... 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> After everyone's out of here and we don't have to deal with you, yes, come on in and, and do it. And I think that's that kind of stuff is invaluable. And everybody's got those connections, whether or not you realize it. You you've got like a friend whose dad works at you know the a store that you could use after hours or something like that. And I think right. it's just always using what's what's in front of you. And, and if you don't, you slide into someone's DMs exactly. and say, you, hey. You want to come on my podcast? <laughs> right, exactly. And the worst you can get is a no. Yeah. Yeah. It, and and if it's a no, it's usually not always not even a no. It's sometimes yeah. it's not now. Oh yeah, yes. Eventually, maybe. Yeah. But it does break my heart when I get a no. So <laughs> that is the worst thing that could yes. happen for me. But understood. Yeah, it's easy to get over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and Joe, what what are the big things you've got coming up? I want you. Mm -hmm. And when whenever that comes out. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the big thing. Um, that was like, I love, I love doing cinematography and, and working behind the camera, but I think my passion is working with actors. So I'm going to continue to try to kind of go in that direction. Uh, like I said, I'm writing a, a bigger project. So the, the hope is to, you know, get, I want you out there and then, uh, 
use that to get some eyes on this feature script and, and see if we can't get some funding for that. So that's the that's the the hope of the future. But is, other than that, it's just keeping and creating every day. Is the long term to continue to do your own work or is it to get a directing job on a big Hollywood film? Like I think it's just to continue to do things that I find really interesting and, and, and can can feel inspired to do. I, I think that you know, the Hollywood is super appealing, but also I've heard so many things about like, you know, that's just churning out things that, and that's not to say you I wouldn't lose I, the passion. Exactly. That's not to say I wouldn't do it. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, it's super, super fun to just do all this, this, this fun stuff with, with, uh, friends and other filmmakers that, um, that, that get it and, yeah. and feel that same type of inspiration. Cool. Well, Joe, thank you so much for coming on today. This has been a yeah. blast having you here in studio yeah. and, uh, it's been great talking to you about your process. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Justine. I, I'm excited to hear it when it comes out. Yeah. Well, next week. Yeah, next week <laughs> or maybe closer to when I want you comes out. Oh, we'll see. Perfect. We'll perfect. See. Yeah. Thanks. So great. Much. Thank you. Peak Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios and Justine Fetty. Our producer and sound engineer is Kevin Fetty. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share comments on today's podcast or suggestions for the future on Instagram at peakpyropodcast or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K-P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, keep creating. I can't wait to see what you make next.